See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right, and hey, 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 you're listening to Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big show number 106. What makes it big? I don't know, there was 105 before this. You figured out. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Mao. I'm going to keep on trucking. And with me, as always... Is uh, the bandit. No, I'm sorry. I'm Dr. Morbius. 10-4, come on. So, yes. Why are we talking like this? You'll find out later. Slow Robot A Go-Go is a movie podcast dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Although sometimes we dip our toe in the A list yes. from from time to time. Say Clint Eastwood or, you know, maybe a, an occasional Burt Reynolds might show up. Yeah. You never know. So anyway, why are we doing this? Because we love bad movies and we want you to love them too. Uh, so you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and Slice Radio, and uh, if you want to, go to bunchofdorks.com, and that is the hub of all entertainment, in that you'll have three buttons to choose from. The top button is, of course, Slow Robot Go-Go, which gives you your movie fix. The middle button is Two Dimension Podcast, the podcast with no direction, which gives you your comic book fix, but Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown will delve into that a bit deeper. And the bottom button is uh, Bunch of Dorks, which is a light talk mostly music button which will give you your music fix so as you can see if you go to bunchofdorks.com all your problems will be solved all the answers lie there so that's all for my shtick dr morbius what do you got going on brother and and you could see uh philip seymour hoffman for a different kind of fix if you want to but uh, oh wait a minute you zing can't, you can't that's right i forgot about that um yeah i never, I never got him uh, he was a good actor oh no no he was a good actor but he wasn't like my top no, he was, a ca- he was a character actor that kind of became a leading yeah. man actor, you know. But I have a hard time feeling sorry for junkies, so, you know, it's kind of like... Never a, trust a junkie. Yeah, huh. so it's like, you know... That's a Rob Zombie song. I don't even know the song. But Is it really? I didn't know Well, that. The, the, he clipped that from some crazy B movie or whatever where this girl's like, never trust a junkie, and then he rips oh, into his crazy, okay. awesome music. Okay. I like Rob Zombie. All right, go ahead. So yeah, Rob Zombie's cool. What yeah. you got going on, brother? I don't know about his movies. Though, yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> mm, on the movie made. Yeah, I don't know about the movies, but yeah, well, the two dimension thing where we do comic books and you know all that good stuff, and then the uh, Destination Nightmare where we actually print, where we actually post the comic books nice. and do blog and do podcasting and uh, you know movie reviews and all that groovy stuff. Very cool. All right, man. All great. Yeah, Destination Nightmare is a very cool location. I was just listening to uh, just this week. I listened to the Slice Radio. Uh, interview with Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, pretty right. funny, you know. Yeah, good, good, good. Slice Radio is a very cool place. They we're, have a a lot of a lot of. We're on there a lot. Uh, we're on there with different podcasts, and so is uh, Two Dimension. We're also on Shoutcast. Okay, there's this thing called Shoutcast Radio, and I have it on my um just you Roku or, box. No, no, no. The the uh, us, uh, all uh, of us. Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, it's got Slice Radios on there, and I was listening to a little bit of Two Dimension last night off of, <laughs> off my TV, nice. which was kind of funny. So I guess we're on Shoutcast Radio somewhere. That's cool. I want to be. The, uh, universe. I have just started. I've launched a project. Um, this is totally unrelated. Uh, and I haven't even given given the the uh, first episode yet, but I'm in the in the works of starting a uh, St. Pete Beach Radio 
uh, it's an online radio station for St. Pete Beach that I'm going to be doing like an indie show for, with just music. So um, it's going to be very similar to BOD, but of course I'll be much more radio friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And make it much more local flavor. So that should be an interesting uh, endeavor. I mean, is it an, is it a, is it an internet radio or yeah, off the, oh, internet, internet and, radio. Ma- and mobile radio? But I'm going to okay, make up. Cool. Uh, I'm going to make a, a show just for that. I haven't even thought of a name yet. I'm sure it'll be something revolutionary like Indie Radio a Go Go yeah, or you know. Like I was thinking about like the Indie Circuit or um, Going Indie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But but it's going to be a very I won't talk very much, so it'll be a good show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yay, okay, yay for that. What have you watched this week, Doctor Morbius? Sorry, sorry to say, I didn't watch much. Swing and a miss. But I, I did watch a few episodes on Netflix of uh, the Brave and the Bold, that Batman. Oh, and, and, nice. I, and I really enjoyed it actually. And I never watched mm. it when it was on, you know, originally. But now since I, you know, with Netflix, I found all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. And it's fun because it's got that 60s feel to it, and and, and it, they they usually pick characters that that haven't been you know animated before, Aww. like the Metal Men or stuff like that. And it's kind of fun to see these obscure characters interact, kind of come Batman. to light and wake up. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So I was watching a few of those, and uh, that's kind of fun. I did like a little bit of a marathon or whatever. So yeah, that, that's the nice. That's the stuff that I was watching this week. All right, I of course continued my Archer marathon. Uh, I'm now gone into the uh like where i know too much about archer the, yeah. but that's okay i also watched because i hadn't watched anything i was like damn it so i hurriedly watched two movies last night after work the first one was the bill goldberg uh santa's sleigh mm. which is a which is a cheese ball um santa murderous santa rampage kind of thing very funny it's a horror movie but it's one of those horror movies where it's just so ludicrous and so, just so off the chain that it's it's very funny. It's from the mid two thousands. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of people in it, like a it, like th- th- this movie had a lot of like, those, like mid mid carters. You know what I mean? Like the not really popular actors, but you go, I know him, I know him, I know him. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, those. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it, so it was a, it was a lot of fun, and you know it, it's just one of those movies where you watch and you're like. What? So, um, if you if more Hans per square inch than yeah. most movies, go see Santa's Sleigh, starring Bill Goldberg, the wrestler. And then I watched the new, um, the newest rendition of the Lone Ranger. Um, oh, the one Johnny Depp. Yeah, the Johnny Depp and um, I don't know Cumberbatch or whatever, or somebody. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know who the star was. He's a famous actor. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I don't know who he is. Um, I didn't hate it. I, I don't know. That movie got a lot of hate, and I'm not exactly sure why it, it, you know i don't know um it was you could tell that 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 they were really trying to position it as another franchise like pirates of the caribbean or caribbean mm. or how you say it like it was kind of shot like this is going to be another cash cow for disney you know where where every year johnny depp would make one pirates thing and then the next year he would make the lone ranger then the next year he would make you know just keep going forever um the framing device was pretty interesting like the kid like it, it was an johnny depp played a very old indian who was in a sideshow and some kid in the eight in 1933 uh and some kid wanders into this sideshow thing and and um you know, and and Johnny Depp is is telling this story from old Tonto's perspective, 
and uh, it's flashing back and forth and stuff like that. So that that framing device helped a little bit. It didn't really add anything, but it gave it a different feel, you know, than just a here's this movie, you know. Um, I don't know. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. it like um. I, de- I definitely thought it was a decent movie. It was okay. I mean, you know, all the sh- all the stuff that you're watching is, of course, unbelievable. You know, you know, none of it could possibly happen. You know, nobody escapes death that much. And but uh, and Johnny Depp was just depping it up, being him. Sure. You know, yeah. You know I mean, like he's just being the same character. Oh, I'm not a pirate this time. Now I'm an Indian and whatever. Um, it was okay. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. Like again, this always boils down into my my saying. What do you expect? Like. What do you think you're going to see if you go to see a, 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 a Lone Ranger movie? You know, the whole thing is based on the serial, based on the, you know, the serial mo- uh, shows and, yeah, and yeah. the old style, the radio shows, for God's sake. I mean, what do you think you're going to get into? This isn't going to be a, you know, the second coming of Citizen Kane. It's yeah, the, I don't I don't know. It's the freaking Western, a goofball it just Western. Seemed, I mean, you know? from, the, from, the, from the clips, it just seemed like it was, the movie was going to be based more on Tonto. Than the Lone Ranger, you get the impression that it's gonna be Tonto's like the smart guy, and the Lone Ranger's like a goof or whatever. Is that what they played? It yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, well, a bit. Where definitely it was, you know, the power shifted definitely, you know. Yeah. And if you if you if you cast somebody like Depp in that supporting role, you're gonna lose. You're you're never gonna outperform him. Uh, you know, I'm sure Pirates of the Caribbean thought that that blacksmith guy, pretty boy, I forget what his name is. Was or uh, was going to be the star of Pirates of the Caribbean, and then Depp showed up, and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> nah. Yeah. 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 They, they made they did a remake of the Lone Ranger like in the '80s, and that that bombed too. So they I did. Don't think, yeah, yeah, that bombed too. It was it was it bombed in the sense that the guy that they that they got for the Lone Ranger they didn't even use his voice; they actually dubbed him because I I don't know why. Maybe he had a crappy voice, or which, wow. in which case I don't know why they hired him. But yeah, there was a there was an earlier remake in the '80s. And I did not know that. I didn't know that they had a. Well, you sounded like Johnny Carson there. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the um, uh, y- you know, it is what it is. You know? I don't I mean, think you can't I, remake every show and expect it to be a big hit. Right. I know this was a big loser. Like, so was John Carter. Yeah. The, the, oh my God. Yeah. Which was actually not a bad movie. Nah, it wasn't. I, I didn't know what the it. hell it was. I never heard of that. I didn't that's know what the, that that's was. That's why it bombed because people see John Carter and they don't know. Oh, what's that? But if they would have said Warlord of Mars, they would have said, "Oh, it's a sci-fi. That's cool." Exactly. That would. But there was it was missed uh, and mistitled. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what the hell John Carter is. I didn't know it was a book. Yeah, uh, you know, like, Rice Burroughs. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know anything about it. And I, you know, I don't yeah. read. Uh-huh. Um, I just like I don't think most people know who Lone Ranger is now. I That's do. I mean, I do, but kids or who they're aiming for. You mean millennials? Yes, you know those hot, those up and coming millennials yeah. <laughs> who make it that I don't have a job, I won't be able to get a job or anything like yeah, that. Like those guys, put yeah. me out of, put me out of work. Yeah, those you guys. know those up and comers, yeah. they don't know who the hell. Uh, don't you know, they like all sleep till noon anyway? You know, and all that stuff. No, yeah. these these are the new generation, man. Oh, these are the new. These are the go getters. Are they coffee achievers? They're really on the ball. They're really on the ball. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I yeah. anyway. Yes. Anyway, so. I don't think millennials or 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 whatever <laughs> you know what the hell the Lone Ranger is. You know, it's yeah. uh, so. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Um, 
It's one of well, those. Well, you know, the thing is with Disney, when you're when you're freaking shelling out that much money, you would think they would do research <laughs> to see if like it had name recognition. Oh well, they. I'm sure that they were like, look, this is going to be another Pirates. This is because who the hell thought Pirates of the Caribbean was going to be anything? You know, it's a based off well, of a ride. a ride. It was based on it's a ride. It's based off a ride, and it just for yeah. some reason it just hit, and people loved it, and they're like, oh my god, you know, they were probably as shocked as I am that that made all that money. Yeah, well, and became an unstoppable franchise, you know, where it's, it's all about chemistry, man. It's all about <laughs> chemistry. That movie had chemistry. Maybe Lone Ranger didn't have. Chemistry, I think you're you know? you're onto something there, because um, uh, of course Depp is Depp, yeah. and the horse they gave the horse a lot of um personality. Uh-huh. It was a fun. The horse was great. Did he talk? No, the horse didn't talk, but it okay. it did like weird stuff. Okay. And that's the other thing. This thing couldn't make up its mind if it was, if it was fantasy or reality, because you have things like a horse standing on a tree limb, <laughs> or a horse jumping in, up on a firing on a flaming building and then launching off like a, you know, like the bandit. <laughs> so any like like the bandit car from that from, from a, a movie. from a movie from seventies um, from the seventies and 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 you're like okay now what is this now again the framing is being told from an old Indian's perspective, so his memory would be stuff like that. But in the other sense, you're like, look, am I watching a Western or am I watching a freaking fantasy film? What, what, yeah. Pick one and go with it, and I'm cool with that. Just go with whichever you're going to pick. You yeah, know? there you go. So, whatever. But it was, I, I'd say watch it. It's if, if you know who the Lone Ranger is, get it on Netflix. It's, you know, it's part of your monthly subscription. Just go get the disc and have them mail it to you. Did he say hi, oh, silver? He said it once, and then, Dep, it. And then Depp said... Don't ever do that again. Oh, see, see they, that's it. They made it too cool. Yeah, they made it too cool. Uh, millennials don't like that. That's not cool enough for a millennial. You know? No, no. <laughs> Those <laughs> damn millennials and their, their weird tastes. Yes. All right. That's all I watched. So you watched? Yeah. Oh, I did have a piece of news to go over before we uh, before we go on to our first trailer break. Did you know that um, Clint Eastwood saved a man's life? At the, yeah, he heimlicked them. He hi- gave the highlight maneuver to uh, the PGA Open. That just sounds weird. He heimlicked them. That just sounds dirty. But anyway, I know, he, it he is. Ch- he ch- he printed from choking. And I read that, and this was yesterday, and Clint Eastwood saves a guy's life with his choking at the PGA Open or something. I think it was the PGA Open. And I, and I was like, man, is there anything that Clint Eastwood can't do? <laughs> no. The answer's no. You know, it was <laughs> just, I had to read it like twice. I'm like, Wait, is this true? Like, Clint Eastwood saved somebody's life at at, at eighty six or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if if he say if Clint Eastwood would have done it to me, I would have a tattoo on my shoulder that says like Clint Eastwood saved my life, and I would have his signature like in the middle of the circle tattoo. Nice. I, I would. I, I seriously cool. would. If Clint Eastwood saves your life. You gotta you know represent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Trailer break. Then when we come back, we're gonna we're not doing a top ten this week. We're go, we're doing an in depth discussion. Oh boy. I don't know how in depth it's gonna be, but it should be it might be interesting. So hang tight, y'all. Ten four, good buddies. Forest is motion squirrel.
Meet Mr. Jonathan. He's bad. He's mean. He's a loving machine. Oh, Jonathan. Let him give you a black shampoo. His clientele all kiss and tell. You tell Mr. Jonathan if he won't do me, nobody will. He isn't above a labor of love. Does Mr. Jonathan make house calls? He's got the touch they love so much. Hello, lady. Are they taking good care of all of you? Artie just didn't have the equipment you have. He's mad. He's mean. He's a killing machine. Black Shampoo. A Graydon Clark production starring John Daniels and Tanya Boyd. From Dimension Pictures, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Natasha, he's that miserable moose and squirrel. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, after a long, lengthy conversation. <laughs> yes. Which you don't know anything about. Which you probably don't want to know anything about. Yeah. So, thank you. I don't even remember the trailers I dropped in there. One was like... Thank you, Psychedelic Werewolf. Or yes, Psychedelic was. Werewolf and then Black Shampoo. Um... Look for those c- coming up on a on a, a yes. on a slow road with a go go near think you. Psychedelic Werewolf might be a song. But All Black right. Shampoo is a movie. So now, I was gonna write about this on the blog, but then I was like, nah, no one reads the blog, so I'll just we'll talk about it on air. Uh, we'll get more l- l- listeners involved. I posed the question to Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown. I said, instead of a top ten, yeah. why don't we talk about which future you think is most accurate? Now. What I mean by that is, uh, when you watch movies, they either look like, A, everything is in bathed in bright white like it's in an Apple commercial, because they're cool, and everything is like utopian, and people wear like jumpsuits that all are clean and match, or it swings to the other future, where it's a complete shithole, and everything's like burned to the ground like Elysium. Oh, did I say last this week I watched Elysium too? Oh, no, you didn't say. Oh, ah, damn it! I watched Elysium, which was that. Uh, damn it! Who's that? Matt Damon. Oh. That's what prompted this whole talk. I watched Elysium, and um, and this was like this was that future that looks like every first-person shooter that's ever been made in the whole history of ever, uh, where wherever they, they they forgot they they lost this formula for soap, and we don't have any water, so nothing has been washed and nobody has been bathed in like twenty, thirty years, and. Half the buildings are dilapidated and falling down, you know. Mm. So, wait, or there's the middle ground. You mean Detroit? Yes. Or there's the middle ground, which I call the Futurama um, future, in that everything is the same, same stupidity, except some stuff just has, like, rockets holding it up, or there's robots doing things. Like, it's pretty much, like, Futurama is pretty much like they took the idiocy of everyday life and just futured it up by, like, 20%. Like, there's nothing really revolutionary just some stuff is better and some stuff is dumber and some stuff is so which future do you think is most realistic toward for the human race you know here's here's one and did did i miss any i'm sorry no 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 no. here's my my vision of the future you're all gonna be in cubicles (laughs) okay oh my god i'm flashing backwards in time and you're gonna have like tubes in you yeah to like feed you to like take your waist out mm. and to put you to sleep. That could be handy, really. And to wake you up, and you're going to be sitting in your cubicle, and your cubicle will, will and it will, the the overlords will control your. You'll be draining your, your power. functions to wake up, work, go to sleep, you know, 
you know, do your functions and then wake up again. And then you'll just constantly be working. And that way you'll be like a total achiever. And, uh, you know, and, and then the world will function through some kind of a, you know, Internet, mechanized, robotic wow. deal or whatever. You know, you're, you're going to be working for the machine. And you'll be just so the there matrix, all the time. The Matrix future. Something like that. Yeah. And, ah. and, you, and, 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 if, and if you're starting getting cabin fever... You, they'll take you to a room with images of like outdoors or whatever, and then they'll put like either headphones or some kind of like jacks or something like that, and you'll get the the smells and all that, and then you'll feel better because you'll gone outdoors, oh. but you really never leave. The, and then like the the, dome. Com- the computer voice would be like, "There, citizen. Now aren't you yeah. refreshed?" And it'll like just yeah. cart you back and drop you back in, and you in your go, cubicle, and then you go back ah, to work again. See, that is a good future. That's probably the most realistic. And 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 in, and in order to like, and in order to breed. They'll just like you know take you know you'll have to like take that fluid out of you and then they'll just like it'll just be impregnate right yeah it'll be in a test tube and they'll impregnate you know the the uh, you know the the other mate. And then you know they'll they'll have in her a, working till she's ready to drop. No, no, there won't be any women though. They'll just take both parts and make it in like in like a a, a IV bag or whatever. Something. And like the kid that, will just yeah. keep growing and growing. And then they'll just then they'll just be like, okay, there, citizen. Now you're ready to become a productive beep, truck driver, yeah. beep, cubicle person. You know, yeah. and that oh, that's a good idea. That's the future. That is a good future. That's no, that's not a good. Have future Have a nice at all. day. That's almost like a realistic like reality now. That's like a now. That's not even a future. That's a now yeah, now. Well. No. As long as the future doesn't have Matt Damon in it, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, if there ever was a, um, damn it, what's that? The clones. Uh, what was that movie with the clones? I watch it all the time on MST. Uh, um, from the seventies, where it was like. <laughs> Not, not pod people. No, no. where they where they're making clones to keep people in part like clonus the parts. Oh, clonus the, the the horror whatever. Yeah, clonus the part human parts horror or yeah, whatever. Some shit See, like that, if yeah. if there ever was a real clonus project, Matt Damon would so have like a couple yeah. clones to like rebuild him. Except so, instead of clonus, his would be named anus. The human so ma- parts so Matt Damon project. will live in infamy. And uh, anyway, what was the show that used to make fun of him? Was it like what was the cartoon that used Matt to Damon? Yeah, what was the cartoon that uh, used to make? Oh no, it was a uh, it was a uh, America Team. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the puppet movie. <laughs> Team America. <laughs> I'm Matt Damon. I haven't watched that in a while. I love that movie. That was a, a movie. that was a crazy movie. That's I gotta a watch. Wrong movie. I have. I own that. I gotta watch that okay. again. <laughs> anyway, I think after about twenty beers tonight, I'm gonna watch that movie and just laugh and laugh about puppet scat. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, puppet squat. The um that is a very probable future. What's um, your future, sir? I'm not sure. Because the one future that I think is most realistic is there's no humans on Earth whatsoever. Like, I really think that eventually, some, you know, the cosmic will get it, cosmos will get it right and we'll get popped by a nice asteroid and that'll wipe us out and then the Earth will kind of rebirth uh, with, with some, I'm sure animals or, or, you know, whatever, there won't be humans on it though. Like, the asteroid will hit, it'll be a, ca- a cataclysmic event. It's the big reset button kind of thing where... Then the grass will grow again. The atmosphere will clear eventually after 100 million years or 100,000 years or whatever they say. <coughs> and then there would just be a rebirth of Earth without any human... You couldn't even tell that humans were on Earth, you know. That's the one I think is probable. And, uh, and you know, if that happened in our lifetime, that would be a very... That'd be very, you know, we'd be very lucky to see that. Like, 
Speak for yourself. No, well, I mean, we're all going to see the end eventually, so wouldn't it be incredible if you saw the end of all? Like, no. you're like, I'm like, the, the no. millennials would be like, we were the last ones, we told you we were right. So anyway, but that's my ultimate end game. But I think, realistically, the Futurama future is the most realistic. In that, nothing really changes. Humans are all act the same. They're all it, Everything would be the same, except everything is just kind of futured up a little bit, you know. I mean, I mean, in the, in, the, in reality, my vision of the future would be: it's, we're just going to keep going the same. It's just going to keep keep getting a little worse and worse, and you know, you you're going to get used to you know it getting you just worse keep getting and worse, used to, and, and that's you know, true. And and then like you know, some people will still you will still have a chance to succeed. It may be more difficult, but there's still a chance that you'll do. But you know, it just seems like as the years go on, they just kind of tighten the screws a little bit and you know you just get used to it and then you just keep going or whatever one of the things and i guess this is what adds to that that shithole future which is the one you know the the first person shooter shithole future i guess that is kind of realistic in that as we we keep exponentially growing numbers wise Mm -hmm. now in america we can't imagine we can't even fathom running out of space no, there's still there, way too much. But space. we would run out of water and food. Like that there there'd have to be something that would reset our huge numbers of humans on Earth. Not I'm not talking about, you know, Tampa. I mean like in like as the Earth's globalization as, as you know the whole globe, something would have a virus would have to hit or something would have to reset to knock us down to feasible numbers again. Well, I mean, compared to like the thing is, you know, there there's like there's so much vegetation out there and there's so many Let's put it this way: There's so many endangered animals uh-huh. that people could eat. You know, like there's deer meat and all. I mean, there's mil- no. there's billions of deers the, the, and stuff no, the, like that that the, you could eat, but they they protected them, and now they're overpopulating. You know, a lot of these right. critters. Well, or whatever. The, but I mean, the, well, the biggest food source, which most other countries do, but America doesn't, is is uh, insects. Yeah. Well, you, you know, if you start eating cockroaches, if you start eating insects, yeah. they, you'll never run out of food. But Americans can't think, can't even conceive of that. No, but there's still a lot of trees and fruits and veggies and well, stuff and like that. Yes, I understand that, but I mean, like, there is an ebb and flow of food, of food shortages and stuff like that. When I was a kid, I remember us, not not me personally, but I remember them saying, "There's famine. There's food was an, an actual issue." Where not in, here until it got globally oh, until globally. until things got like they caught the, the agriculture caught up with well, population. I, 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 it got more feasible got better at doing things you know yeah well there's countries where like stuff doesn't grow you well know? yeah there's, so. there's there's nothing but dirt and bullets yeah, you know exactly. and that's all they yeah. just kill each other over nothing yeah so i don't know i mean as it grows exponentially like our numbers are gonna peak out like you'd have to assume sooner or later uh-huh. we it'd have to either plateau or start dropping because you can't if you just keep going and going and going there wouldn't be any space left there, there's going to be space left. I mean, everybody that says that we're overbuilt or whatever, you just drive like, you know, out, you know, in the, on the highway, and you see like all these lands, and you're like, wow, there's still like, you well, know. Well, no, there's tons of land. There's tons of land. How many, we don't, I mean. Not, but not in Japan and not in like Korea. There's I, not I, a lot I, of land, could, you know, like. I could see in the future where like maybe the U.S. would say to people, okay, you know, no more in, you know. Uh, borders are now closed. We're full. Yeah, thanks. we're full. You know, I mean, it's gonna be a while before that because we still got tons of space or whatever. Yeah. But there could be, there could be a time where countries just say, "Hey, you know, we're full. You know, sorry, you know, you can't. You know, you got to find some other place. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, and the whole future, and, and then it's all ties in with the conspiracy thing too that we were talking about before. You right? Know, how do you control? 
how do you control the uh, the population? Well, you know, I'll tell you how China does it. Yeah, well, they you have, have they, one kid, or, yeah. we're gonna, or we're, that's yeah, it. That's, you know, that's a special thing. You know? <laughs> They're special, especially if you have a, if you have a girl. That's not good. We don't need. Yeah. We don't want any more of those. That's really nice, you know. But hey, because you know, who's gonna world. who's gonna carry on the Chin name if we don't have a boy? <laughs> Yeah, or the Lee go. name, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's a billion. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being facetious and a jerk. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, as most of our conversations, there is no really right or wrong. We're just kind of discussing things here. And uh, the, the the least probable, of course, is the is the all-white, we're super cool, like, Mac commercial version, where everything's all pristine and plastic and futuristic and there's no well, crime and there's no nothing and well you know. no but on the other hand you know there's the other side of the other future is that you know like something happens a, a change up happens and the people in charge like wise up which is gonna be hard to believe no. and then things and then things can get better because you know things it, things are circular you know they get bad they get bad and then sometimes they come around and they start getting good you know i don't think it goes in a line i think it goes no. in a circle well music is the best example everything that becomes popular is a reaction to what is super popular now yeah that's yeah. what caused punk that's what caused rock that's what caused like everything is there for a reason you know <clears throat> excuse me like even grunge how you said mm-hmm. uh earlier you know grunge is like it was a reaction to okay we've had enough of this crap you know so maybe i would like to ha- i have no faith in, in governments that's the problem i have no faith well, in no, leaders, but I have faith you know. in people that people could actually like wise up or whatever at some point you know i mean i'm not talking about like something like a revolution or whatever but you know, number I mean, nine, I, I think it comes. Nine, I think it comes in. Yeah, nine, yes, exactly. I think it's circular. You know, I, 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 I hope. I think, so. I think it'll. Honestly, I think it'll. It'll. It'll get better because it has to. Yeah, you have good faith, and I hope you're right. Because I have zero faith, and I hope I'm wrong. Because my faith is in. I would never put my faith in any man that walks I, the earth. Because they I, I are. Put, I put. I put faith in, 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 in the rea- in, in what I've seen okay. from the past. You know, I would hope so. You know, but I I consider men the most treacherous and evil-hearted of all beasts that walk the earth. Well, so, you really do. You, have you seen animals who like when they get hungry they'll they'll eat each other or whatever? I mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Not metaphorically, maybe, but not physically. Yeah, metaphorically, know. we've yeah, oh, we've yeah. eaten each other since oh, yeah. the first slime-covered human crawled out of his oh, slime-covered yeah. cave and beat the other one up over the head with a rock because he liked his cave better. Yeah. Anyway, off that cheery note, uh, if we've forgotten any... Uh, oh, yeah. Send us your futures. Oh, wait. I'm not going to even bother because you're all lazy. All right. So here's a trailer break and when we come back, we're going to... We're going to like, you know, we're going eastbound and down, brother. Loading up and trucking. Right on. We're going to do what they say can't be done. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Who have their place in the zoo in your nightmares, in the deep, in your favorite horror movies. But not in your living room, on your TV. Don't let pay TV be the monster in your living room. Pay TV and cable TV companies are seeking the right to charge you for the very programs you now get free. If you want to stop pay TV and save free television, sign the petition in the lobby of this theater. Let your lawmakers know how you feel in the fight against pay TV and cable TV.
All right, and we're back. So, are you ready, good buddy? Ten four, come on. If you're not, if if you've been kind of clueless as to what all these subtle hints that we've wrapped around of two by four and hit you over the head with yep. during the show, we delve back into the seventies again, and, again, and the superstar aside of Clint Eastwood would be the none other than the mustachioed hunk of hunk of burning love. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I guess the king of the 70s, really, or possibly, uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Burt's made some real real winners over the years. Gator, Hooper, other. Deliverance. Deliverance, other. But we chose the creme de la creme. Yeah. We chose the one that made a fire-breathing 76 Trans Am cool. Of course, we're talking about Smokey and the Bandit. Yeehaw. Starring Jackie Gleason. What's the Reed's name? What's the the what's that guy's name? Jake Reed. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. Uh, Sally Fields trying to be a sex symbol and the mustachioed cowboy hat wearing, uh, dinner dinner plate belt buckle wearing man man camel toe sporting <laughs> Burt Reynolds in all of his <laughs> glory. Yeah, this was this was his peak, I think. Yes, it was. I think this was the peak of his popularity. Now, I'm not being, um, I'm being sincere in that I always, I thought, I like Burt Reynolds. I like yeah. him now. He's he's mellowed with age and learned to laugh at himself. Uh, he's done a lot of movies that I, as a child, shaped what I thought was cool. Hooper, you know, like all of those I just Sharky's met. Sharky's Machine, Deliverance. Deliver. Uh, no, I didn't see Deliverance. I've never seen Deliverance. Oh my god, you never saw Deliverance. I'm afraid of banjo dude. Squeal like a pig. Yeah, yeah, that's what I don't need to see. Uh, but um, I <laughs> I know enough of the story that I'm like, yeah. eh, no, nah, I'm good. I, t- I told you that I saw that on the double feature with the Exorcist. Isn't that special? <laughs> and afterwards, they just gave you a cyanide pill and said, you can use this if you want yeah. to. You know, here's the here's the future. <laughs> Squeal like a pig! <laughs> Squeal like a pig! And then, like, you know, like a head spinning and puking green pea soup. Yeah. So, Lovely. you know, we watched it, and this was one that we actually had a slow robot festival, as it were, yes. where Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown knocked on my door and awoke me from my slumber, and I stumbled out like an idiot and said, oh, okay, and we put it in the, the, the DVD player, and we watched Smoking the Bandit in all of its Blu-ray glory on... Uh, the big screen in my living room, and man, you just actually. I, I would have brought a VHS, but you don't have a player. Cause I that would have been that would have been like the perfect. The yeah, VHS of see, there's a lot to talk about here. I'm gonna. I'm. We're probably not gonna talk very much about the movie, like scene for scene breakdown. Because it's just a chase. <laughs> yeah, it's just a chasing and vanishing point did it better, but this one's more fun and yeah, more yeah. shit kickerish yeah. and more. There was a time in America when trucking was cool and CBs were all the rage. You millennials have to sit back and learn a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, millennials. Because uh, they didn't Twitter or Instagram nothing. There was yeah. no uh, vines with six seconds clips. No. This was this was a simpler time when when dudes wore mustaches and and uh, cowboy hats and drove fast cars that were horribly and big belt buckles, big belt buckles that would that would make an Atlanta coach proud, and 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 big old cars with like with like Firebirds on oh, the front yeah. and. See, and like you know, they just and they cussed and you know they yeah. And Jackie Gleason was just Gleasoning it up. Yeah. Uh, and the cops were like you know badasses, even though they can be the same way today. But you know Jackie yeah. Gleason really hammed it up. Oh my God. Like, and Buford T. Justice. Bu- Buford T. Justice. As 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 we alluded to, this is just a chase scene. 
you 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 start quickly with there's Enos and June Enos Junior or something yeah, like that. Right. These two stereotypes of Southern culture walk up to Burt Reynolds who is lounging on a on a hammock at a at a, a diesel truck eighteen wheeler rodeo. And yeah. that was actually a thing. Moving on. They say, Oh, I bet you can't bring me a load of four hundred cases of cores to the Southern Classic. <laughs> yeah, like and when Coors was like forbidden fruit back yes, then. Yes, because of licensing agreements with Anheuser Busch. Back in the day, uh, as a way of fighting off competition, Anheuser Busch said, Look, we'll build a, a bottling plant in your city. You just can't let X, Y, and Z bring their beer here. And that yeah, was that. East of Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like so, Don this could is have before, but yeah. we couldn't. So this is exactly. So this is um, this was like a territorial thing where they would divide up their territories with by beer. So people would visit Denver and go, "Wow, look at South Park. I wonder if they're gonna, ever going to make an animated series about that." Then they would walk over to some shit kicker bar and drink some weird beer called Coors. Now, that's why it became forbidden fruit. It's like the legend of a Cuban cigar. Yes. The cigars in Cuba ain't no better than the cigars made in Tampa, but you can't smoke them, yeah, which right. automatically means they're better, which yeah. automatically means I have to get some. So this southern shit kicker bets uh, Burt Reynolds that he can't get a truckload of cores to his southern classic in, what did they say, 20, 18, hours? 18 hours. 18 hours, something like that. Ah, challenge accepted, said Burt Reynolds. So he says, "I'll need money for a fast car," and the the the, the wager was eighty grand. He says, "I I'll, I I need money for a fast car. I need and I'm me and my buddy. I'm he has a friend who's a truck driver. Snowman. Snowman, played by the very thin, very trucker-ish looking. It was very good for the part. Jerry, uh, Reed. Jerry Reed. He who looked, actually played the bandit in the third movie. I oh, think. okay, that's right. He did because yeah, there this of course led. If anything makes any money, it leads to yeah, more of them. Yeah. Um, so. That's that's basically it. Now, if you get caught running cores into the East Coast, that's called that's the same as bootlegging by law at that point. And this is actually realistic. This is true. This is the seventies, folks. Yeah, this is the seventies, you millennials. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, so, now, now the 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 the, <laughs> the analogy is now you can go to. Go to uh, the West Coast in Denver and get weed. Now, you can't take it out. <laughs> oh, dude. Smokey the Bandit 4. Yeah, truckload of weed. Yeah, you got it, man. Yee-haw! <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> we got to write that movie right now. <laughs> okay, and wait a minute. We're done here. <laughs> I just wrote it we'll right in my head. We'll get Chong. <laughs> no, the Bandit will reprise his role, yeah. but he'll be, he'll be driving something like Prius. Yeah, and, then, go, and then, yeah. like, Cheech and Chong will drive their drug machine with, like... Yeah, the machine, coming, man. <laughs> yeah, eastbound and down. Hey, pendejo. Rolling weed and smoking. <laughs> exactly. This is writing itself as we it's speak. It's writing itself, Moving on. Yeah. Copyright, so, slow robotic go-go. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Yeah. So, the... Um, <laughs> So the, and that's like basically it. The, he he convinces his buddy that they're gonna do this. They drive to Coors. They break into Coors. They don't even legally buy the beer, and and they throw it in the back of the truck and they take off. Then at some point, this is where it heats up because otherwise that would just be driving across the country. Because Bandit is in the '76, made to look like a '77 uh, Pontiac Trans Am. Now the Trans Am is a ve- was a very fast car, very powerful uh, T tops. It made the, everyone that ever sees the black and gold Trans Ams from that era go, oh, a bandit car. Yeah. That's yeah. how popular this movie was. 
um, it was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1977. We have we we're gonna look up who was a, who was ahead of them. Well, Star Wars had to have been one of them, right? So maybe Close Encounters. So his idea is, I'm Burt Reynolds. I'm gonna be driving this this bandit car, and I'm gonna flush out all the Smokies. That way, we can get the truck. The truck will go through with no problem, and I'll just keep getting into wacky shenanigans. Right off the bat, there's Sally Field standing in the middle of the road with a wedding dress on. She makes him stop, jumps in the car, and says, Punch it, sucker, or whatever they say in the 70s. And he he takes off. Now she's with him. And the Texas cop, who was played by Jackie Gleason, with his dumb dumb son, Enos? No. No, I forgot what his son's name was. But he was, play, he was played by Mike Henry, who we were talking about. He did play Tarzan in the... He uh, played Tarzan. He was a in stealer, the 70s. too, correct? And he was a football player. Yeah, Tarzan the Valley of Gold uh, was was one of those movies that he did. Yeah, he's he plays like I think he was replaced by James Best or somebody like that in the second movie. Oh, okay. I, I keep thinking Enos, but Enos was I think connected with the Dukes of Hazard or something. Well, like there that. was an Enos in this movie, but I don't know what. Okay, maybe he was. No, no, it was Enos and Enos Jr. Enos and Enos Jr. Those were the was, two uh, Paul Williams and and yeah. uh, that was the southern yeah. uh, stereotypes I was yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Who cares what the guy's name is? So that's now anyway, and and the son and the son. Even though they don't rightly explain it in the movie, rightly y'all <laughs> explain it in the movie, he's actually the 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 groom that she's trying to run away yeah. from too. So Sally Fields was gonna marry this Texas lawman's son, and who's she, also a, a cop and a, and a kind of a goofy and guy. a goofball, and she's running away. She doesn't want to. She's having cold feet, and she's like, "I'm out of there." So. Now you have the story. Illegal booze, the bandit with uh, with uh, Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds, who became an item after this movie. Yeah. Um, and Jackie Gleason and his son, they're chasing the bandit because they have he has the runaway bride. And no Texas lawman is going to spend $60 on a wedding, he said. That's right. And, he, and, and be wrong to that way. That's it. Chase on. And then from here on out, it's shucking and jiving, not shucking and jiving. It's yuck yuck yucking yeah. and talking on the CBs, and it and it does follow the vanish, van, uh, vanishing point yeah. uh, format in that the common folk are on Bandit's side. They're helping him. Old ladies are causing massive pileups, and then getting on their CBs in their cars and saying, "Hey, Bandit, I cleared the way for you," and because the cops came to this big accident I just caused. Throughout the movie, where of course um, I forget the name of the guy from Vanishing Point, the uh, the, the the radio <laughs> DJ. Oh, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should have done some better homework. But so so there you have it. The common folk are rising up. They're trying to make this happen. Bandit is a legend, supposedly, and they just get into one hi- wacky shenanigan hijinks after another. Really, I mean, yeah, they do enough to flesh it out because it. it this movie was like you couldn't just well I say you, you couldn't most times you can't make a chase movie the whole movie that it matters Vanishing Point did it of course yeah. I, and I'm sorry to keep referencing Vanishing Point it's kind of like the shining star in that chase movie genre you know um, that first one from Spielberg what was that called Duel Duel did it as well where yeah. that was a very odd movie that shouldn't have been as exciting as it was. It's you know. a great movie. It's a great, great movie. It's probably know. my favorite movie that he ever made, actually. Really? Yeah, wow, that's cool. Is, yeah. So, there you have it. Um, 
the this, plot line just keeps going. And one more goofy... A lot of cars crash in these oh, movies. Oh, they destroyed so many cars. You know, it was funny. SCTV used to go to have the two southern guys on their show like, Hey, that car blew it up real good, didn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, that blew it up real good. Well, there you go. That's Smokey and the Bandit right this, there. This, this reaches uh, Blues Brothers levels of cars destruction. Oh, yeah. That's where they spent all their money. The four and five million on cars yeah. being... I mean, it seems like it's... Honestly... So how neat them? Honestly, when mm. I was watching this movie, I, I saw how much it cost, but I can only think of that. Of course, you had to pay Burt Reynolds and some of the actors, but most of the other money must have just been in wreckage because there wasn't any... It was just shot on, you know, in, in little truck stops or in little towns. There was hardly any interior scenes. Quiet, ho- quiet roadways yeah. just zipping by. I, you know, I would think it would just be in destruction and film and, and yeah. the big Star Wars because it doesn't, it, it's, I won't say, I'm not going to say it's a cheap looking movie, but you can tell it's a movie that it wasn't, it doesn't seem like that much money was spent on. Right, and and you can tell. What happened was, I guess the story is Hal Needham, right? Yeah, the, the director. The yeah. director. Who's, who's a stuntman, a who's stunt a, director. Yeah, he's a stuntman, but he's done a lot of TV and stuff like that. Yeah, um, he probably worked on Duel. Yeah, he probably did. He he made this movie. He originally penned it to be a one a one million dollar B movie with Jerry Reed. With Jerry Reed, and then a fr- his friend Burt Reynolds, who was the top office draw at the time, said, "I want to be Bandit." Well, shit! Now I have a movie. Yeah. Now it got backing. All of a sudden, a, a studio comes in. I forget which one. It doesn't matter. With five, with, with, they said Fox five. They gave him five point four million, or five point three. Who cares? Whatever. Five million. Um. Yeah, who cares about 300000 Anyway, yeah, like I flippantly yeah, right. say that. But at the time, that's good money. So they're, they're like, holy crap, now we have a real movie. So they he, he continues to, to create this this movie, like flesh everything out, write it for Burt Reynolds now. And then um, during production, then the studio came down and said, ah, we were kidding, you're only getting $4.3 million. So then he had to trim stuff back. Now, Pontiac supplied them with a bunch of cars because this is basically a big Pontiac commercial. The the cop cars were those were those big Pontiac Venturas, which are a, a very large car, but they had a decent engine in them. And then they had four Bandit cars, the Trans Ams. And they what they did was because in '76 it was the 50th anniversary version or something like that. Or, I don't not 50th anniversary. No, whatever. It had specific. Might have been the 10th or something. It had specific badging on it, so they. In order to make it very prevalent, because they knew the movie would come out in 77, Pontiac sent them the snowflake wheels that were very iconic for the Trans Ams in 77, not in 76, and uh, the front ends from the 77 cars. So they made four of these Bandit cars with paint, decals, front end, and wheels to match the 77, so it would look like that year's car when the when the studio hit. So Pontiac really ponied up for this. I mean, mm. this was... Almost, it's not very, it's not uncommon for that to happen. Where Pontiac knows if this movie does hit, well, they just got the the longest commercial for a huge audience. And they did, they, and they sold plenty of cars because of this well, movie. Shit, I I call Zillions. it the I call it the Bandit car. I would drive a Bandit car right now yeah, if I could, because oh yeah. oh yeah. everyone of my age, you millennials won't know this, yeah, but everyone from our age goes, holy shit, that's a bandit car. And I would jump in it and do a, a throw a donut and go, yee-haw, and take off up the road yeah, if you, I could. Yeah, you millennials in your, like, 30-mile-an-hour scooters. <laughs> no, what are they called? Segways. Segways, They should yeah. make, like, a bandit driving a Segway, like, eastbound yeah. and down, dri- yeah. tweeting out and trucking. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's the backstory of it. 
But this what this did. This is another movie that turned into almost like a cultural thing. I'm starting to think maybe the '70s just needed stuff, so everything kind of became a cultural event. Because well, it, 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 it almost seems like it's the peak of the you know the southern style movie or whatever. You know, they were they were peaking. They had Gator, they had Hooper, they had all those kind of like you know things, and then all this was like the peak. And it also was a complete. You know, completely different movie from something like we were talking before, like Star Wars and Close yeah, Encounters, yeah, which is outer space and all this. Like you got down to earth right here, man. Yeah, and, and this is the people they show are real people, everyday folk. You know, kids. kids. Um, nothing was super elaborate as far as nobody was driving anything that you couldn't say. Yeah, that stuff looked nice. Kids yeah. were driving nice monster trucks or or you know blazers and broncos and stuff, yeah. but they were kinds that you saw. It wasn't like you didn't see that kind of vehicle driving around, you know. Um, they it, Again, everything was kind of painted in one of those broad stereotype brushes, but that's the way movies were made back before everyone was politically correct. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. But you watch this movie and you see how much things were... I mean, not you can't see it from a movie. You had to have been there, which, of course, you're not millennials. But if you were there, it, it was a lot freer. Zing! <laughs> it was a lot freer time, you know? It was oh, like you yeah. didn't have to worry about everything that you said and did, you know? Oh, and the, you know what? The one, the funniest thing was I was, as we're watching that, they're they're flying. They're dry, They're doing all these stunts. They're driving like madmen. Uh, no seatbelts could be found. Yeah, exactly. Sally smoke Fields in. is pretending to smoke a cigarette, which is obvious she's never held or smoked a cigarette in her life. But whatever. They're she shown takes off her wedding dress and throws it out the yeah, car. Like, they're shown smoking. They're shown littering. They're shown littering. driving with no things. And I was like, look at look at how many freedoms have we've lost. Exactly. Now, I, I get it. They, everyone just makes up reasons. They say, well, it's for the safety. It's all for the good. Yeah. Like, if you're driving without seatbelts, you're going to get arrested. If you're driving... I don't even know if it's legal to smoke a cigarette anymore, let alone in your car. Like, I don't know, man. It was a better time. It was yeah, it a was. simpler time. Like, it was. The cops have a lot of power that they can just stop you for no reason. Well, I don't think it was like that in the 70s. No, you know? no, it wasn't. They could stop you for no reason, but they were a little more lenient with the uh, with some of the liberties that you may have taken in your car or whatever, mm. you know? And there was no cameras watching you everywhere, you every at every stoplight or anything. Now, I get it. Seat belts are good. They are. They're good. But I don't necessarily want to go on record and say that laws that seat belts have to be worn is good. No, I don't. That's kind of different. That. That's, that's kind of you telling choice, me what you know? I what I need, and yeah. that's kind of freedom isn't free. Exactly. So anyway. But remember, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose or something. Freedom's like just that. another word for a gun stock butt in the back of your head. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, yeah, that too. So the movie. It, it it goes along. It, it pops along pretty good. The middle section is kind of gets a little bit laborious, like where it's like, okay. The love story part. There's a love like... story. They kind of, they allude to them having sex in the woods. Yeah. Um, they don't show it. There's no, I don't think Sally Fields, she barely showed a leg. She's not going to be. Barely, no. Um, and, and, and there was also a scene where the Jer- Jerry Reed stopped for gas at a, at a, uh, African American choking puke they call it yeah the truck stop a truck stop but this was very clearly like a southern um, yeah. uh, black establishment and they, mostly white people were eating yeah it. and they knew him though like it was yeah. they made it they made they wrote it in a way that they knew look he's very good friends with this like he's cool he's with a it. trucker he's, he's cool with the brothers you know what I mean as, and he's as, a trucker he's, he goes to all these places and eats there so yep, they all know him. they know him. And, and it's then, good southern food. And yeah. some bikers start a start a brawl with him and beat him up. 
and then afterwards he the the owner comes out and gives him his food. He says, "I'm sorry about what happened in there." He's like, "Yeah, hey, don't worry about it." And he runs over all the he runs over all the bikers' motorcycles. It made me laugh too, because it was uh, it was just as funny. You know, he's yeah, like, "Yeah, no it's, problem." It's a lightweight funny movie. It is. It it doesn't take itself serious at any point whatsoever. No. Um, as Jackie Gleason is pursuing them, because that's the other thing uh, we we didn't really talk about. Jackie Gleason is the one pursuing the bandit the most. All the other cops are kind of there along the different states to stop them. But he's like a madman pursuing them. Yeah. And Jackie Gleason's car is getting more and more Blues brothers as it goes yeah. along. Like parts are falling off of it. It doesn't have a hood. It, yeah. Or it doesn't have a roof. Then it doesn't have a door. When a very Japanese truck driver yeah. yells what, Banzai, Banzai and, yeah, and yeah. rips the door off. And I was like... Wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? He and I I swear I the guy looks familiar to me, so it must be a Japanese character actor or something. Yeah, it probably was. I don't I don't recognize. Uh it was very funny. You, you know, so this car is just getting more and more destroyed. Uh wrap it up. I mean, long story short, Bert makes it with the um they make it to the they the, make it on time. The barbecue. Yeah, they, they make get it on to the time. barbecue, and then they get another bet. And then the guy goes, "Well, you know what? That beer is really good, but I'll double or nothing that you can't make it to Boston and back with what clam chowder? Clam chowder. Yeah. Boston clam chowder, which I always preferred the Manhattan style clam chowder. Okay. Um, that's the red stuff instead of the New England. New England was white, uh, white style clam chowder. The Manhattan style is is red based. Oh, okay. I, know I don't know why. I just like the Manhattan style better. So there, you know, knowledge is power. So they make it there, and Bandit's like, well, there's all these cops are like coming after them, and they're driving through the middle of everything, you know. They they've driven through a peewee football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drove, they jumped a bridge where other everyone else like they. There was a lot of Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard was based off yes. this movie, you know. Yeah. Um, they make it. The 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 two southern uh, stereotypes are like, well, we'll double or nothing. You can't make it to to New England and back with some clam chowder. In 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 24 hours or 18 hours or whatever the hell he says, and he goes, well, we'll need a car, and they go, take my Cadillac, that'll leave me with 12, and this is like the most Southern or Texas style Cadillac you could ever. It's bright red with the horns, and it's what the 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 the, the license plate said, Mr. Big on Something it, like that, you know. Yeah. So so he takes off, and then then Kurt uh, Burt Reynolds pulls up behind. Uh, Buford Justice. Yeah, Buford T. Justice, which is Jackie Gleason. And he goes, hey, I'm, I'm right here. And he's like, where are you? I'm, not, I'm that guy, that big guy with the uh, with the cowboy hat and the red, you know. And he goes, and that was like uh, Enos, yeah, Big he's, Enos he's pointing or whatever. Yeah, Enos and Enos Jr. But then, but then he, he kind of like says, well, I can't lie to you. Just turn around and look to your left, and there he's standing there mocking them. And I think they flip him the bird. Or yeah, whatever. they, the the three of them are in the back of the car, and and, and the you, dog, and then and then and the dog. Oh, we forgot the dog, Fred, or whatever. Oh, the basset hound, the basset hound, or bloodhound, Fred or whatever the thing it was, was with the trucker the whole time. And, yeah. Oh, Fred's getting hungry now, and yuck, 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 and yeah. there was a lot of that. Um, and then they take off, and I'll get you, scumbums, and then, uh. They, this was funny. That some of the dubbing. See, I actually want to go back and get the original DVD release. The original DVD release had the real actual sound effects, where the newer ones, for some reason, swapped out the sound effects. Hmm. So there's, they're not authentic and they're not realistic. But also, most of us grew up watching the TV version of this, 
where they even where where uh, Jackie Gleason said scumbum, you scumbum. Yeah. Um, they even named the Matchbox release of the Bandit car was called the scumbum. Oh wow! But in reality, the script has him saying some bitch, yeah. you some bitch, which I guess from what I've read is. Burt Reynolds' dad used to always say that. So they, that was an homage to his dad, which is kind of cool and funny. Yeah. So, you some bitch. And then he said, get in here, you dummy. And he's talking to his to his son. And then they take off and the car has no wheels. And, you know, it, it, hilarity ensues. You, you know what the funny thing about that? You mentioned that because I did read that. They actually had to have him dubbed to say scumbum because they want, want some bitch on TV. The guy who dubbed him... They couldn't get they couldn't get the original guy. Gleason so was like, got, "Nah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> no, no, because the original guy had died. But this is the funny part about it. They got okay. They, they got the guy who dubbed the Flintstones, Fred Flintstone, to be Jackie Gleason's voice. The original guy who played Fred Flintstone, the voice of Fred Flintstone, Alan Reed, had died. So they got Henry Corden to to do his voice. The funny thing about that was now we know that the Flintstones was really based on the Honeymooners. <laughs> of course it was. That is oh proof God. now, because they had to get the dubber of Fred Flintstone to play Jack, to do Jackie Gleason's voice in Smokey and the Bandit. So that mystery is solved for... From what, I, from what I read, they didn't even script Gleason stuff. They were just like, yeah, just do whatever you want. And he just... He was off the charts, Gleason. Yeah, yeah. It, it, very funny. Like, he was great. He, he didn't miss a beat. He was just like... <laughs> The yeah. stuff he was saying was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, he's at one point he's like, you, there's no way you came from my loins being as dumb as you are. When I get back home, I'm going to punch your mama in the mouth. He yeah. says that. I was like, oh, my God. It's just brutal, you know. It's, it's just funny. Uh, there was one point where, where uh, Burt Reynolds looked directly at the camera and went, yeah, and then did his did a burnout, and I was like, eh, I didn't need that. But but that's the, Smug, kind, yeah. that's the kind of lighthearted movie this was, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That would that was just po- they said cut and they said perfect. Exactly, it was fine. It, they didn't. It wasn't. I don't pretentious. think they fretted too much over this movie. Yeah, yeah no, it was. Like, that looks good. Yeah, let's do it. So onward and upward, this movie grossed 126 million dollars. That's real money back in '77. That's real, real money. That's the real stuff. That's Lucas money right yeah, there. You got that right. <laughs> Holy shit! So that's like a billion today or something. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh, and one of the back signs is that diesel, 47 cents, and I almost wept. I was like, oh, yeah, 70s, I, I miss you. I but yes, I digress. A funny movie, fun movie. Uh, just really transported me back to my to my preteen days, back before there were, my generation was labeled, and I could just yeah. enjoy life. I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched The Bandit and, and ran around like a maniac because I was... My my heroes up to that point were probably uh, what you call it the um, uh, speed racer. Oh yes. I watched that all the time. My grandmother would be like, "Stop running around!" Because I'd watch it and get all hopped up and <laughs> run around like I was speed racer crashing into shit. <laughs> and my grandmother was probably like, "Oh my god, don't show him smoking the bandit." And, and they I, did. And they did, and that was the end of everything. Oh, so god. what do you give it, man? What do you say? What do you what do you think? Oh man, I give it a I give it a straight up eight. You know, it's a wow. damn good fun movie. Dead on. That's exactly what I was gonna pop. I was gonna say eight all day long. Don't think. Turn your brain off. Watch it. And think of a, a more gentle time, a funnier time, a better time. Millennials. 70s, bro. Keep Just on think trucking. Think of the 70s, millennials. Keep on keeping bring, on. Bring it back, kids. Bring it back. Yeah. We, bring, need to, we need to make CBs come back. 
man. I have a little S2000. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a big old uh, CB antenna on the back of it and be like, yeehaw! Now come on. And if we can get CBs to come back, then then we can play Slow Robot over the CB. Oh, dude, I would. And the just ham radio. Do that, I would. They told me I couldn't play that. That's why I never pursued the ham radio thing. Uh, they said it's illegal. I'm like, well. Well, what about if you if you made a radio out of ham? <laughs> Then you can play whatever you want. I think so. Because then you're officially insane. Yeah. So that's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Put the tinfoil hat on and let your ham radio fly. Yeah, just get like a big old ham, <laughs> stick a radio in it, and go ham radio. <laughs> See? Get it? The voices are talking into my fillings. So, yay. And we promise next week we're going to come back with a fury because... With a real piece of crap. We, 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 we've came to the realization that, you know, these last two movies we chose have been... I guess they've been like almost like we needed a reprieve from the normal. Yeah, we need a movie to get you angry. Yeah, <laughs> these last two have just been good movies, and that's not really what we're about. No. So you won't be seeing Burt Reynolds and or uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood in any movies that we do coming up in the next no. couple of weeks. No, you won't. We're going back to the roots, man. We're going to go back to what bad. brought us to the game. All right, Horrible, sad, scary, crazy, bad, wrong movies. Yeah, that's it. That's Filmed all about. Filmed on a nickel and a wish. Yes. All right. And until that, on that stunning note, we'll see you next week. You got anything to party shot there? Uh, Bye, millennials. Yes, that thing. And other. <laughs>